Adam and Eve is not giving you 10% off and not 20% off or even 40%. Your discount is even bigger. AdamandEve.com is giving you a whopping 50% off. But why stop there? In addition to 50% off, you also get 10 free gifts. That includes a racy item for him, a sensuous toy for her, and something we know you'll both enjoy. And six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, and even blow you away. And best of all... Free shipping. Always delivered in discreet packaging. So rethink your bedroom routine. Go to adamandeve.com and enter the station's exclusive code at checkout. Miller. And get, you know the discount, 50% off almost any item and 10 tantalizing free gifts. That's Miller. Again, Miller. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. What? Why did I choose my Love Trumps Hate t-shirt for the end of the week? Because love fucking trumped hate this week. Yeah, that's right. We are in the one-year anniversary, as President Biden so eloquently said. It was not just about a former president. It defeated former president. Boom, bitch. Boom, bitch. He's been extra colicky. Oh, yeah. Orange Hitler has been so colicky. Yeah, he has. So many statements. Okay, that's how good you know the speech was. And that uh, in the end... That's the that's the fact. They lost. The coup failed. Mm-hmm. Patriots won. Mm-hmm. Um, and who better to talk about all of that and voting rights going forward than uh, DNC Chair Jamie Harrison and Anti Maxine Waters of the great state of California? That's right. Yeah. Finally got her. Had some stuff to say. We draw a straight line between January six and all these voter suppression bills. You cannot say there's not a straight line. These bills are all built on the big lie yep. that that uh, incited January six. So it it was. It, this was a black power hour. Yes, it was. It was. For the ages. I, Jamie Harrison dropped an S-bomb, man. He said shit on my regular FCC-friendly and, little family show. And, you and you'll hear, hear it. it. This. You'll hear it coming up. <laughs> and, and Auntie Maxine was thinking it, but she didn't say it. She knows better. Yeah. But and I'm she's t- a lady. But I'm telling you, let's we end this week and we go to happy hour by going to church. <laughs> what? Happy, happy hour. Well, you know I'm a healthy eater, and eating better is easy with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today. Get after your goals. Two-minute meals. Fuel up fast with Factors' restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Pancakes, smoothies. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day like breakfast midday bites and more there's no prep no mess meals factor meals are ready to heat and eat no prepping cooking or cleanup is needed flexible for your schedule get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week plus you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required head on over to factormeals.com liberal 50 and use that code liberal 50 to get 50 percent off once again the code liberal 50 at factormeals.com liberal 50 for 50 percent off 
the shock is not that he came on the show, but that he has come back on right. the show. Right, that's the shock. Oh, Stephanie, Stephanie, I said I was going to come. I, yeah, I, I'll be on every month if you want me. Yes. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. Done. Um, Chairman, it's, you know, Leader Schumer raises a good point. We are sitting here the day before January 6th and the one-year anniversary, and that's why this is so critical because it was not a one-day event. It has led to all of these voter suppression bills all across the country that are based on the big lie. And, you know, I hope... We're going to talk about the mansion problem because, Mm -hmm. you know, he again expressed reticence yesterday. But a lot of the moderate senators that have changed their mind on the filibuster, right, Tester and Angus King and, uh, you know, on and on. It's because of events like this that are that are moving. Right. I mean, isn't that what this is all about? Well, right now we are seeing, Stephanie, uh, a full on assault on all of our rights as American citizens. Our right to vote, uh, women's right to control their bodies, uh, the right to go into the voting booth and elect somebody for president and then have that actually legitimately count. Um, uh, and Republicans are, are the ones that are attacking those rights. Um, you know, I used to run Jim Clyburn's whip operation, and I remember many, many of votes that we would go to the floor and not be sure whether or not we had the votes. But hoping that the moment, the history, the, 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 the weight of that moment would carry the momentum uh, to make sure that it happened. Um, you know, I think this voting rights uh, bill may be one of those things. Um, but I, I want and, and I employ, you know, and I'm, I'm reaching out to all of our senators on our side so they understand the gravity of this moment. And they understand how personal this is for so many people who are at the base and the heart of the Democratic Party. This, this, mor- this morning, Stephanie, I shared with my staff a story about my grandma who, who raised me. And she was telling me about when she grew up and how the KKK marched through her, her street and how her mom gathered them all up. Uh, and told them to be quiet. And, and, you know, my grandma is one person that I've never seen much fear in. But when she told me that story as a young kid, I could see the fear in her eyes. It wasn't that long ago that people, people who looked like me, did not have the right to vote in this country. There are folks who still bear the scars of that right now. And if we don't believe that we can go back to those days then we are smoking and drinking some really, really heavy oh. shit. Oh, because wow. Oh, wow. Jamie Harrison dropped an S-bomb on my show. That's fantastic. I need the publicity. Wow. You are right. This is some bolt that's going on, Chairman, but I did not expect you to say uh, sorry, it. I, sorry. All right. I'm awake now. <laughs> Stephanie, I get, I get passionate about this because yeah. it's so personal. It's, well, it is. I just was going to say, your story moved me to say, like, I am so, at, well, let me just call bolt on the people that talk about how they yes. love John Lewis. And they're going to vote against the John Lewis Voting oh, Rights that's Act. That's it. You I mean, don't it, love John Lewis. You don't love John Lewis. Because if you love John Lewis and what he stood for, this man, uh, he, he was beaten. He had dogs sitting on him. He was jailed. And if you say that you love John Lewis, then you love who he was and what he fought for. And you don't love him. Yeah. You do not love him. So uh, so read, read this mansion tea leaf today. Because, again, you can yeah. say you're for voting rights. I, again, he wrote a bill. 
it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. We let him write it. We, you know, but how can you say if you're not going to carve out on the filibuster that you care about voting rights? Here's what he said yesterday. Let me just say, let me just say that, that, that to being open to uh, a rules change that would uh, create a nuclear option, uh, it's, it's, it's a very, very difficult. So it's a heavy lift. And the reason I say it's a heavy lift is that once uh, you change uh, a rule or you have a carve out, and I've always said this, anytime there's a, a, a carve out, uh, you eat the whole turkey. <laughs> there's nothing left because it comes back and forth. So you want things that will be sustainable. That's what you're looking for. How, Chairman, how does, does it not <laughs> irritate you that no one asked Joe Manchin in the media, no one asked Mitch McConnell when he says there's no such thing as a narrow exception, that he did it? He did it for Supreme Court nominations to, to shove someone through, you know, eight months uh, you know, before Barack Obama left office and eight days before an election with Amy Coney Barrett. He's done it. He's blown up the filibuster, and he'll do it again it, it, when he gets the chance. Well, How do we well, make that case? Uh, and, and that's that's the thing that that I think our Democrats uh, need to understand, that if Mitch McConnell gets his hands on the keys uh, of the Senate once again and becomes majority leader, he is going to do everything within his power. He doesn't care about the institution. He doesn't care about democracy. If he did, then all of the things that we see going on right now would not be going on. And what we have to do, uh, and I, I say this to uh, respectfully to Senator Manchin and anybody else who says that this is about protecting our democracy. Well, this is what we're about to do. Protect our democracy because it is, uh, it's being assaulted right now in our states. And we've seen this before. This is not something that is totally new. We have seen states go after the rights of American citizens. And what has happened in the past is that the federal government, the Senate, the House, the White House has stood up and said, "Uh uh-uh, we are going to protect the rights of all Americans. And if we don't take that stance once again, we see an all out assault on the rights of folks. Uh, And, you know, it's a slippery slope. It, it may be my rights today, yeah. but it may be yours tomorrow. Chairman Harrison, um, Leader Schumer drew a straight line from January 6th, which the anniversary is, I said, tomorrow, you know, to these voter suppression bills in state by state. Don't you feel like that's the other reason we have to have justice for January 6th? Because it is a straight line right to all of these voter suppression bills and that are based on the big lie. Do you feel confident we're going to get justice? Do you have a feeling about what Merrick Garland's going to say today? Do you have a, a sense of how you feel about whether we're going to see justice and how that will play into the midterms? Well, you know, listen, I feel just like everybody else. I know that sometimes people think that, you know, being the chair of the DNC, you have some kind of magic wand and you can just make people do the things that you want to do. Folks, if it was that easy, uh, it, then voting rights would, be, would have been done a long time ago. <laughs> but it's not that easy. Uh, and I have to do the same thing that everybody else does. You have to use your powers of persuasion to contact people, to call people, to talk to people, and to help them see and understand the gravity of the moment that we're in right now. Um, you know, I, I wish that you know the prosecutions of these folks would happen like that, but my wish is not you know that that's not the law of the land. So we just got we got to do all that we can to keep uh, increasing the pressure to increase, uh, to make sure that people are still aware of this, 
Um, we are galvanizing the grassroots all across the country to do just that. Um, uh, and so I, my hope is that in the end of the day, uh, you know, we will continue to do the right thing uh, and that the folks in our party see the urgency of this moment. Because you know, I'm legitimately, uh, uh, I'm, and I don't want to sound like Susan Collins, uh, deeply concerned. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, because that's the precursor to almost doing something. So don't get so radical. It, 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 exactly. But, but Stephanie, there are a lot of people who are scared right now. And yeah. they should be. Well, here's Eric Swalwell. I wanted to get your reaction yesterday, uh, Representative Swalwell. I'm worried that if Republicans uh, win in the midterm elections, uh, that voting as we know it in this country uh, will be gone. They're already putting as many barriers to the ballot box as possible in Arizona, Florida, Texas, Georgia. And on the other side of the finish line, they're putting in place processes where they could reverse the outcome, even if we crawl through glass and run through the fire to get to the ballot box. And so uh, if they are able to win the House, uh, the damage they could do uh, you know, to permanently uh, make it difficult to vote and, and just alter the way that we participate in a democratic process uh, could be irreversible. Do you agree? I mean, I, I don't think that's hyperbole. No, it's a legitimate fear. Yeah. It is a legitimate fear. And, and you know, and, and I want folks to, to understand that I am doing everything that I can within our power at the DNC to make sure that we have the infrastructure and the operations to prevent that from happening. But we can't do it all ourselves. There, there, something has to happen on the federal side. And that's why I applaud Leader Schumer for just saying, you know what, we're going to put this to a vote. We are going to put this on the agenda so that the American people can see in the end of the day who is standing up for democracy and who is not. And I think I think that's important. And we got to amplify the pressure uh, and to make sure that the American people see this vote and to see how their centers uh uh, actually stand on these issues. Yeah, and I, I don't care what history says, Chairman. This is different. I, I get that, you know, oh, we're going to lose the House. We're going to, I, I, we have got to give you uh, a blue tsunami because I really do think democracy is hanging in the balance. And it, it, it's, I think it is not hyperbole. Um, I know the gerrymandering turned out better than we expected, it, right? That's, exactly I, that's what right. I would say is don't despair because they want you to despair and think it's well, all going to be fixed and you're gerrymandered and you're, we're not going to win anyway. Just turn out, turn out, turn out, right? Register everybody you know. That, that is the, the point, folks. The votes haven't changed. Remember, 80 million of us came out and voted for Joe Biden over Donald Trump. Those folks haven't disappeared. We have the bulk of the votes. It's all about us turning out in order to make sure that the Republican nightmare does not take place. Don't give the gavels to Marjorie Taylor Greene. Don't give the gavels to Cawthorn and Jim Jordan and all those crazies. We have to stand up and say enough is enough. Keep the gavels out of their hands because we know the America that they want and we can't allow them to have it. Um, quickly, before we go, last question. Omicron upends return to U.S. schools and workplaces is the, um, you know, is the headline this morning. What do we do about what does Joe Biden politically do about 40 percent of the population that just will not get vaccinated? This is the first pandemic we've chosen, unlike polio, measles, smallpox, whatever. Donald Trump politicized this to such a degree. I don't know how we, you know, well, since you started the dirty words, how, how do we un what Donald Trump has <laughs> 
fucked up. <laughs> I'm saying. I mean, because they want to blame Biden. It's like, right. oh, look, you know, you just heard Hannity last night. Instead of talking about his complicity in January 6th, he said, oh, the big story is Joe Biden's mishandling of COVID, as if Donald Trump handled it well. I mean, that's the problem. Is they? It's I mean, almost like they just want to own the libs and say, well, look at what a bad job Joe Biden's doing. How is it his responsibility, and how do we break that logjam of people that will not protect themselves and their own children? Well, I mean, listen, it, it, it's sad. Uh, you know, we know that Republicans' leaders have spent the past two years, really, coddling the anti-vaxxers, spreading disinformation, and making this pandemic worse. They have actually made the pandemic worse. And now they're even scorning the booster shots. You remember when the lieutenant governor in Texas was like, when this first started, well, you know, we're just going to have to sacrifice grandmas and grandpas in order to open the economy. Yeah. I mean, he, what kind of party of family values is that? Yeah, guess what he uh, has now? He has COVID. But anyway, that's yes. not important now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it's just absolutely sad. And so, you know, all that we can do is put the information out there, make sure that vaccines are available, make sure the testing kits are available. And Joe Biden's doing all that. But in the end of the day, Folks are going to have to look themselves in the mirror and say, am I going to do all that I can do in order to protect myself and my family? I know we are. I got a two year old at home and we pretty much have him in a bubble because there is nothing that I want to do in order to to endanger him and his life. Um, That's me as a father. That's a father's heart. I don't know what what the heck is going on with. See, I I cleaned it up that time. I don't know what the heck is going on with Republicans right now that as a mom or a dad or as someone who has grand grandparents and elderly homes that you're not going to do everything that you can in order to protect them. Yeah. And it's just sad. It's it should if anything should be bipartisan, it should be that. Exactly. Um, Exactly. Chairman, I just if you go for three with me and you drop an F-bomb next time, I feel like, you know, we're we're all golden. <laughs> we'll see you next time. We'll be ready for it. Keep fighting the good fight. We'll keep blue, uh, building the blue army for you. Yep. Thanks so much, Chairman. Thank you for what you do, Stephanie. Appreciate it. You too. All right, there he goes, Chairman. The <laughs> wow, the oh. salty Chairman of the Democratic yeah. National Committee. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Representative Maxine Waters, <laughs> who we have never said no to. That's ever. right. We heard from your office. We were like, yes, 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 yes. What time? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thank you for having me on this morning. It's such an important day. Yeah. And I wanted to have an opportunity to be on the program of an important woman huh? who is helping to get the word out, educating people, and defining what's going on in our democracy. Wow. And our democracy is at stake. Thank, thank you. For, you. Thank you for making this about me because I was going to do that. But you, <laughs> there is seriously, uh, Congresswoman, you know, we just love and revere you out here in California and across the country. There's no one I'd rather hear from today because you are uh, you have just been a warrior and you have been a truth teller. And we just cannot both sides this thing a, a year later. Th- this is a this was a domestic terrorist attack on our Capitol. I know you were in your office that day, correct? Yes, I was in my office that day, 
and watching on television as the world was watching uh, with disbelief, uh, absolutely stunned uh, at what I was seeing and thinking to myself, this could never happen in America. How did this come together? And of course, everything that we know thus far and that we have learned, we know uh, that the uh, domestic terrorists, uh, in cooperation with uh, those who are the supporters of, um, of uh, Donald Trump and Donald Trump himself was the inspiration behind all of this. And it was their organizing, it was their support that brought these domestic terrorists and others uh, to the Capitol uh, to basically invade our Capitol, uh, to destroy our Capitol building, uh, and to look for those that they would do harm to. God forbid they would have found Nancy Pelosi or Maxine Waters. We'd be dead. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. What was your reaction to the president's speech this morning? I didn't hear it, but I'm uh, told uh, by my staff who called earlier t- this morning to say that he absolutely called out the president yep. as a liar. He attacked the he attacked the big lie and talked about, um, you know, the fact that the president, that former president of the United States of America, Donald Trump, uh, was uh, responsible uh, for the lie that has caused uh, the kind of undermining of our democracy uh, that we're experiencing. I'm told that was the essence of his speech. I did not hear it. I forgot. You're home here with us in California, so you were not up at yes. insane o'clock. Yeah. I'm, up, I'm up because I get paid to be up this early. <laughs> um, so what about Merrick Garland? What was your What is your take on the, the pace of what's happening, what he said yesterday? Do you have some... Uh, I didn't. I don't know exactly, but I am focused on trying to find out what it is about him uh, that would cause him to protect the papers that the commission needs in order to uh, understand the president's role and his uh, involvement in the organizing of this. As I understand it, our attorney general is saying uh, that um, in order to protect the interests of our country, uh, those papers have to be protected. I'm disturbed by that. I don't understand it. I want to know more about it uh, because I think that the country is in danger, in danger of, of uh, having our democracy destroyed. And I don't know what could be more dangerous than that. Yeah. So I want to know yeah. why. I just got to find out. I'm going to work on it. Yeah. Congresswoman, one of the things, you know, I've been talking about all morning, I get so disturbed of is the both sides do it, uh, you know, school of thought that the media sometimes falls into that, you know, this was entirely a one sided attack on our Capitol last year from and members that you serve with were involved. I mean, you just spoke out against Marjorie Taylor Greene. You called her an extremist radical who has no business in the House uh, after she was just banned from Twitter. You called her dangerous. You said she's dangerous because she doesn't believe in the Constitution herself. She's been threatening other members of Congress. I mean, what is it like to serve with people that appear to have been part of this insurrection? Well, I want to tell you, it's very disturbing uh, to, you know, be in the same House uh, with these members, I never dreamed that someone who was a QAnon uh, supporter would be in the House of Representatives and brazenly and openly 
you know, coming up with all of the lies and the uh, distortions that she does. Uh, she is a dangerous person, and it is uh, it is it is not easy to be there with them. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, you know, I don't understand. Number one, those who absolutely appear to be crazy, yeah. uh, and then I don't understand those who are so afraid of the press of, of of Trump uh, that they would dare uh, not, you know, be responsible, uh, you know, to their duties in the Congress of the United States. I mean, if you have that much fear of a person, you shouldn't be there. And they are absolutely many of them are afraid of Donald Trump. Right. So the crazies. Uh, the fearful, they're all there, and it is uncomfortable. Can, let me, I want to give you an opportunity to address <clears throat> your, you know, being named a lot in these both sides do it things. Marjorie Taylor Greene just said uh, of her being, her, you know, being twan, pan, uh, um, banned from Twitter, she said, when Maxine Waters can go to the streets and threaten violence on Twitter, mention a bunch of other people equating that. You, you frequently get thrown in there, and I, of course, have always vociferously defend you that you have never called for violence. But how do you address that? Never. You have you've talked about protests. You have never called for violence. Can you address that, never. what she said? Ne- never called for violence. And you know what? I depend on people to know the difference. I depend on people to go to my speeches and hear what I say. I have never caused for violence for anyone to carry a gun, for anyone to hit anybody, to beat anybody. None of that. And so when they accuse me, uh, if they simply follow my speeches, go to my Twitter, see what I said in Minneapolis, they will never find that I did what Trump did when he talked about beating the hell out of people at rallies and the fact that he would bail them out, he would pay their legal fees. I've never talked about take him out on a stretcher. He's the violent one, and she is the violent one. She is a gun lover who talks about, even made some reference to Nancy Pelosi and the guns and should be dead or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the exact comments were, and I won't try to repeat them, but she is a crazy, dangerous, violent person. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, not only do I follow your speeches, I had to actually follow you after you spoke once, and I do not recommend it to anybody. Um, <laughs> but, Congresswoman, what, I, do you feel, um, I don't know, what to, so what's the word, hopeful after Mayor Garland's speech? I mean, do you feel like we are going to get justice for January 6th? Well, here's what. Uh, I'm, I'm very pleased uh, that the Speaker organized the commission, and I'm very pleased uh, that they are, you know, moving to do more subpoenas and identify, you know, the people that were either, you know, involved or supposedly involved or close to the president. I had something to do with organizing. Uh, but uh, we've got to be tougher and we've got to go deeper. And we've got to, number one, even with our attorney general, uh, say to him, uh, there's no more danger. Uh, than what we're experiencing and what we have gone through. I want to know what's in those papers. I don't think the president, a former president, should be protected in any way. I don't want to get to a point where, you know, he's not indicted. This man needs to be indicted. He's dangerous. And so I, I, I have to find out from the attorney general, and I have to, if, if he, uh, you know, continues to want to protect those papers, I've got a problem. 
I've and, got a problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. I hear you. And, you know, uh, I, public shaming, I guess the good news is, works to some degree. You know, uh, Trump canceled his uh, uh, yay for me speech today, I guess, at Mar-a-Lago. The, uh, was it Cobb County Republican Party was going to have a, you know, vigil for the terrorists from January 6th that they canceled. Um, Lindsey Graham is apparently one of the people who talked Trump out of holding this speech today. And he said there could be peril in doing a news conference. Best to focus on election reform instead. Well, I'm glad Mayor Garland and the president drew a straight line from January 6th to, quote unquote, election reform, which you and I know means means election. It means, you know, voter suppression is what they're doing. That's the problem is the big lie has led to all of this voter suppression legislation that we have got to pass voting rights to stop, don't we? Yeah, we need to do it. I don't know how we do it. at this point in time, the president is going to use the bully pulpit. He's going to be doing some speeches. You know, everybody is doing everything that they can, the civil rights organizations, the progressive community. And, you know, uh, to have two of our members in the Senate uh, who are standing in the way of, uh, you know, voting rights uh, is absolutely un- 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 not to be understood. Uh, and I'm very, very uh, upset about mansion and about the cinema uh i i don't i don't believe that they could be doing this not understanding the damage that they're doing uh, to our country uh and they will not be recorded kindly in history uh if in fact they don't change their minds and change their minds soon yeah i've said it over and over don't say don't talk about how much you love john lewis if you're not gonna uh you know vote for everything he stood for right Oh, absolutely. I mean, this man, you know, sacrificed for voting rights, was beaten in the head and could have been killed, uh, you know, because of the beatings that he took and the jailings that happened to him. And, of course, you know, what what we had in voting rights was a way by which when the locals came up uh, with policies and uh, practices and laws that would undermine voting, uh, they had to come before uh, the Justice Department and defend that and be denied that if, in fact, it was voter suppression. John Lewis worked all his life for that, and now the Supreme Court has undermined that, and he's trying to fix it. You know, before he died, this is what he wanted more than anything else, to correct what the Supreme Court did in interfering with the right for the Justice Department to determine whether or not voter suppression was taking place in our local uh, communities, in our, in our, you know, the secretaries of state, uh, the city council people who would come up with laws that would make it more difficult for people to vote. Yeah. Now uh, we don't have a way by which to check them and to review what they're doing and deny them uh, the right. And it is going wild uh, in these states that love Trump and who are afraid of Trump and worried about their elections, uh, they are taking unusual steps for voter suppression in so many different ways. I am always hopeful. Why? Because I'm represented by the great Maxine Waters of the great state of California. Ever since my producer, I don't know when it was, 20 years ago, said, turn on the TV, Maxine Waters is mad. (laughs) I have loved you since that moment. (laughs) And I have marched next to you and fought next to you and will always do so. And uh, please come on anytime. We miss you. 
Well, thank you so much, my friend. I appreciate your leadership and what you do and the way that you have the courage uh, to bring out the truth. And I love you. And please, at any time I'd like to be on the show that we can get together, I will be there. That, well, thank th- you. That is a automatic yes every time. Thank <laughs> yes. you, Maxine. All right, Representative Moya right. Waters, thanks Bye-bye. so much from the great oh, state of California. Wow. Oh, I didn't mean to call her Auntie Max- Maxine. I'll you called her, her Maxine. Face. Oh, my God, I didn't mean to do that. I... One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.